0: CHAPTER 7. LOST IN THIS MOMENT Sirius all but leapt out of the Uber when it pulled up to the front gate of Blue Moon Cattle Company. He took a second to profusely thank the driver for making the long trip out into the middle of nowhere, but he suspected she'd be more enthusiastic when the $200 tip he left her came through. He watched the black SUV drive away and looked at the gate, the last thing. Of four. That was keeping him from Remus. At everyone's insistence, Sirius chose to come out earlier than his friends. They all cited something along the lines of wanting Sirius and Remus to get it out of their systems before they showed up later that afternoon. Sirius tried to play dumb, but couldn't deny that they had a point. If they'd all come at the same time, there was a definite non-zero chance that he and Remus would disappear somewhere for at least an hour or two. Decompress. Butterflies kicked up like snow flurries in his stomach, though not at all effective at cooling him off. It was only nine in the morning and it was hot as fuck, but Sirius couldn't be sure if the sweat breaking out on his neck was from the overhead sunshine or from his nerves. He wasn't nervous, per se, not like he had been when he showed up at Remus's hotel room that first night. This was a better kind of excitement, like pulling up to a long-awaited concert or event where every nerve felt electric and he was practically vibrating out of his skin. Sirius adjusted the strap of his overnight bag, James suggested he bring one, just in case, and walked forward to face off with the gate. As he approached, a small red pickup pulled up, and Mrs. Lupin waved at him through the open window, through which the sheepdog Sirius met the other day poked her head out, tongue lolling. Sirius, she called, bright-voiced and kind.
1: Benaka, let me give you a ride up.
2: I don't want to impose if you're on your way out, Mrs.
0: Hope, she corrected gently.
1: And it's nothing. Hop in.
0: Sirius obeyed, thanking her as he buckled his seat belt.
1: Ruby, move it.
0: Hope instructed with a shooing motion. Ruby whined, not budging, and Sirius laughed, curling his fingers in her long fur. He didn't need to understand Spanish to know a banishment when he heard one.
2: It's quite all right, Miss. Hope. I love dogs.
0: She can sit in my lap. Ruby rewarded him with a big lick to his cheek, and Sirius smiled through it. Good, she said fondly. Hope reversed and turned around back towards the house.
1: Remus is still out moving the herd, but he shouldn't be long.
0: Oh, I didn't. I'm early, I suppose. Hope laughed and gave Sirius's knee a little pat.
1: He just got a late start after all the excitement last night. I made him sleep in, especially once he told me you and your friends were coming. He needed his rest. Will you be okay at the house on your own?
0: Sirius swallowed, suddenly a worse kind of nervous. Yes, thank you. Are you? Hope turned her head and gave Sirius a knowing little smile that reminded him all too well of Effie Potter's.
1: I'm going into town to get groceries for tonight and run some errands. I'll be gone at least two hours.
0: The implication was crystal clear, and Sirius felt himself blush. Sirius had hoped that jumping out to get the gates would buy him time to get himself together, but they were all still open as they drove back through. Now, Hope said as they pulled up in front of the house.
1: Make yourself at home. There is plenty of food in the fridge. Pero Remus's room is upstairs to the left if you want to relax and get comfortable. It's a long drive up here.
0: She smiled brightly at him, but Sirius didn't miss the little twinkle in her eye. Also so much like Effie's whenever Sirius would show up unannounced in the dead of night to see James. Still blushing, Sirius thanked her again, hopped out, and walked inside the central air was a bomb, cooling him rapidly. The house looked much bigger without anyone else in it, and Sirius felt very out of place. It just looked so happy. He lingered on photos of Remus at varying ages, his brilliant sunny smile, the progression from twiggy kid to tall, strong young man. In a corner of the living room was a picture of Remus with a man who must have been his dad, given their similarities. He was taller even than Remus and stern-looking, But there was a fondness to the set of his mouth and crinkle of his eyes that told Sirius he must have loved Remus very much. Drop dead from overwork and stress, Remus had said. His dad looked older. Much older than Hope. But even still, what sort of strain must he have been under to go out like that? Sirius didn't know if he'd even care all that much if Orion died. He was less of a father figure and more of a nameplate on an enormous desk. And he'd be a faceless blob in Sirius's mind for his scarcity if not for the fact that they all looked the fucking same. Sirius pulled himself away from the photos before he could start to feel things, bad things, and glanced up the stairs. Would Remus be upset to find Sirius in his room already? Probably not, given how, literally, hard up they both were for it, for each other. Sirius grinned and climbed the stairs following his memory and Hope's instructions on how to reach Remus's room. The door was open, which was as much of a welcome as Sirius needed. The walls were painted a muted navy, and it smelled like Remus's cologne. The furniture within were all handsome wood pieces, and Sirius quickly gave up on trying to not look at the bed. He wouldn't sit on it, though. Not yet. Not without Remus. Remus should be the first one to throw him on top of it rumple the sheets, tie him to the headboard. Sirius tamped down his fucking desperation and sat his bag down by the nightstand. A pair of glasses sat on top of a stack of books, and Sirius's heart turned over and melted at the mental image of Remus sitting up late at night, reading books by lamplight. He'd not had them, or hadn't shown them to Sirius, on the other nights they spent together. God help him, but Sirius was a bit of a sucker for glasses. The books varied wildly in genre, from survival of the sickest to the Martian to the Hobbit, and then something in Spanish about horses. Sirius wanted to ask him about it all, about what drew him to each book and what else he liked to read, ask Remus to read to him. They both established they would be happy to just sit in a room and talk at each other, reveling in each other's accents like the ridiculous simps they were. On another wall, A shadow box held a truly astonishing collection of giant belt buckles, some silver, some gold, some painted bright colors. Trophies and ribbons decorated the wall and shelf around it, bordered by photos of Remus in action. If his performance on the mechanical bull had been impressive, this was unreal. Even from a still photo, Sirius could see the movement, the strain in his arm and chest, the power in the bull's body in a midair buck. Sirius wanted a closer look, but he didn't want to touch Remus's things without his permission, so he settled for admiring at a distance. Just finished turning us out. My ma said you were here.
2: Are you here? I'm here, smiley face. In your room, devil emoji.
0: Get on the bed. Well, he was going to wait, but who was he to deny Remus the distinct pleasure of walking into his bedroom to see the likes of Sirius Black on his bed, waiting for him? He popped the button of his flies and rucked his shirt up a little, just enough to show the trail of dark hair down into his jeans. He cupped himself with his hand, took a picture, and quickly sent it off to Remus. Sirius smiled down at his phone when he heard the door shut loudly, followed by the scuffing of boots. There was a pause, and then a muffled swear, quickly backed by hurried bootsteps on the stairs. Sirius left his hand tucked down the front of his jeans, but spread his legs a little further for effect and leaned back on his free hand, eyes glued to the door he'd left ajar. Holy! Remus burst through the door, flung his hat to the dresser, and slid down on his knees to fit himself between Sirius' legs. He shot Sirius a coy yet awestruck smile, and ran his hands up Sirius's calves to curl around the backs of his knees. Que hace una estrella volando tanbeho? Sirius blinked at him, absolutely not understanding anything other than estrella, which he'd looked up this morning, and had many things to say about. Remus cut him some slack and leaned forward to kiss the exposed sliver of Sirius's stomach. It's way too cheesy to translate, he murmured into Sirius's skin. Now you've got to tell me. Sirius insisted, curling his fingers into Remus's hair. It was warm and sweaty and made a shiver go through Sirius's body. Come on, cowboy. Remus nipped the bottom edge of his belly button and turned his head to peer up at Sirius sideways. Fine, fine, he drawled. I said, what's a star like you doing flying so low? Sirius bit his bottom lip but couldn't stop his breathy laugh or smile. That is cheesy. Cheesy enough to make you want to go home? Sirius reached down to grab Remus's shirt collar and hauled him up, dragging Remus on top of him until Remus's long, work-heated body covered him completely. Not a chance. Sirius kissed him, no longer startled by the surge of emotion that bloomed in his chest, no longer fighting the pull of what he was feeling. How could he, when Remus seemed to be giving just as much as he was? free-falling into whatever this was between them. Remus smelled like sunshine and sweat and a little like horses, like hay and leather and grass, and Sirius grew light-headed with it. His mouth tasted of lemonade with the underlying tinge of tobacco from a cigarette, and it all made Sirius hungrier, already as addicted to Remus as he was to nicotine. I need to take A. Remus began, pulling back, but Sirius tugged him down again. Sirius. He laughed but the kisses he returned spoke a different story. I haven't even washed my hands. No shower. Sirius plucked at the pearl snaps of Remus's shirt before yanking them open with one quick jerk. I missed you. So much. And I need you to fuck me. Had it only been two days since he'd last seen Remus in person? Had it been just Monday that Sirius was fucked in the very stable Remus just left? You missed me? Remus shrugged his shoulders to help Sirius pull his shirt the rest of the way off and undid their flies with a quick flick of his fingers. I seem to recall you saying you'd give me something to ride. He purred into the soft skin below Sirius's ear. Yeah, yes. Sirius exhaled, his body arching up against Remus's. God, he wanted to bury himself in his body, wrap himself around Remus and not leave until he smelled just like him until the very memory of his touch lingered like a bruise. He barely remembered the last time he topped Remus, the images in his mind awash in whiskey-colored glasses, and he needed to commit his body to memory. K, but I'ma need a shower first. No. Sirius whined, hooking one leg around Remus's hip and pulling him ever closer. It's not like I can just magic myself to smell him like daisies. Remus laughed and rolled up to his knees, dragging Sirius with him so that Sirius sat in his lap, legs around his waist. He held Sirius tight around the middle, flush against his chest, and just sat there for several long seconds silent. Missed you too, he said at last. Sirius kissed him slowly, now lacking the desperate heat from earlier, threading his fingers back through Remus's sweaty hair. I suppose I can wait until you've showered, though I like the smell of you. Remus chuckled and pinched his side. One of us should be sensible. Sirius's face must have fallen, because Remus kissed him again, sweet and earnest.
2: I said should. Sensible would be. Joining you in the shower, right? I mean, it's hot out and I spent a whole three minutes in the sun. I could have heat
0: stroke. It didn't have to make sense. It just had to make do. Three whole minutes? Pobrecito. Remus tutted, shaking his head. It's a miracle you survived. Yeah, let's rehydrate you, you look a little thirsty. Oi. Sirius barked, not at all offended, and held tighter when Remus grabbed him securely and stood up. Sirius still coaled on his middle. I rescind my oi. I am thirsty. Parched.
2: Hurry, or I shall die of dehydration and though I will make a beautiful corpse, you don't
0: seem the necrophilia type. The shower was too cool by half, and Sirius half expected to see steam rise off of Remus's heated body when he stepped in behind him. It was a nice shower, Sirius couldn't help but notice. Plenty wide enough for at least four men their size, walled with handsome gray slate tiles. The fixture was a rain-style showerhead so there wasn't an awkward cold side of the shower, though Sirius noticed a secondary fixture that looked removable. Promising. That all it takes to distract you, Remus teased, pressing up behind him, his naked body still sun-warmed as he wrapped his arms around Sirius's waist. Sirius scoffed and dragged one of Remus's hands down to his very undistracted dick. I can multitask, he said coolly, though the effect was rather lost as Remus started to stroke him. He bucked into Remus's hand needily, letting himself just enjoy it before spinning around to face him. Sirius ran his hands up Remus's sculpted chest, carting his fingers through his chest hair, around the sharp line of his clavicle, to his neck and into his now-sopping hair. Sirius pulled him down for a kiss, losing himself in the pure, emphatic joy of it all. The water heightened Remus's hard-work smell instead of dampening it, and Remus pulled away, grimacing. I'm so sorry. I've been working all morning and I reek. Let me jest. Sirius stopped him from reaching for the soap. I like it, he murmured, drawing Remus's hand to his lips to kiss the underside of his wrist. Remus scoffed but didn't try to move away again. Cute, but you're lying. I most certainly am not, Sirius cried, pouring the indignation on Dick. Remus didn't look convinced, so Sirius grabbed both of Remus's wrists and shoved Remus's hands against the shower wall over his head. His primal instinct was to press his whole face into Remus's underarms and practically roll around in the smell of him like a dog, but he wasn't a dog and he wanted Remus to take him seriously, and seriously take him, serious. So he kissed the curve of Remus's chest where his pecs met armpit, around the swell of his shoulder, and dropped to his knees. Remus's cock had gone mostly soft, and a part of Sirius ached not out of bruised pride or the crush of disappointment, but for Remus, who looked down at him like he was waiting for the punchline, or for Sirius to get up and run far, far away. Sirius held Remus's gaze as he took his cock in his mouth. Soft, it was a tidy enough mouthful, and it was easy for Sirius to press his nose against the short curls at the base. There, the smell of hard-working man was at its strongest, and Sirius felt his mouth water. Sirius inhaled deeply, demonstratively, and pulled off, never once breaking eye contact. I like this smell. Sirius reiterated, wrapping his hand around Remus's dick and wanking him slowly. You smell
2: like... like outside, and physical labor, and sweat.
0: All things Sirius wasn't allowed to have, growing up. Heaven forbid that a scion of the most noble house of black be seen breaking a sweat outside of a cultivated gym routine. Remus smelled like the freedom he always craved. You're crazy, Remus exhaled with a lazy roll of his hips. Haven't been committed yet, Sirius winked and lapped at the head of Remus's cock, teasing him, wanting to drive him as mad as Sirius always felt in his presence. Remus grabbed Sirius under the armpits and hauled him to his feet, wedging his thigh between his legs to give Sirius something to grind against, more of a shameless hump really. You committed to me, he said quietly into the soft skin between Sirius's jaw and ear, right up against his sideburns. It sent a full-body shiver through him, and Sirius had to hold on tight to Remus's waist to remain upright. That I did. Sirius managed to get out before losing his voice to a shuddery moan when Remus's hand cupped his arse. His fingers traced his cleft and toyed with his rim. And Sirius was all too happy to oblige arching his back, pushing himself against Remus's fingers. Thought you wanted to ride me. Sirius teased, doing absolutely nothing to insist otherwise. Can't help it. It's right there. And we've got at least two hours. Remus reminded him. I can get it up again before we're interrupted. Can you? Oh, piss off. You know I can. Sirius rolled his eyes and looped his arms around Remus's neck. Maybe even twice more. Depends. On what? Remus asked as he reached up to a high shelf from which he grabbed a bottle. He poured the contents onto his fingers and returned them to Sirius's hole. They went in easily now, aided by the slickness of what had to be oil-based lubricant. The very idea that Remus kept lube in his shower and waterproof, silicone toy-friendly lube at that, made Sirius's blood run hot and every logical. Sane thought left his head in his body. Some something. Star. Ah. Stuff. Sirius muttered after several seconds spent grasping at the straws of his witty comeback. How was he to be expected to think straight when Remus was doing that? Remus just huffed a little laugh, fond and not unkind, and crooked his fingertips to drag them against Sirius's prostate. Only Sirius's hold around Remus's neck kept him from falling because his knees turned to jelly in a matter of heartbeats. Remus dropped his head and left sloppy, hot kisses on Sirius's shoulder, slowly pumping his fingers into his body. Fuck, you're so ready for me, aren't you? Haven't. Stopped. Sirius breathed between moans. I haven't fucked anyone in this shower before. Good. Oh yeah? Sirius looked over his shoulder at Remus, holding his gaze steady. Now was not the time to be shy. There was something here. He could feel it. Bigger than their ever-present lust. Bigger than him. Yeah. Good. Remus's hand wrapped around his neck and held him close for a searing kiss, blistering under the lukewarm water from the shower tap. Sirius pulled away with Remus's lower lip between his teeth, earning a groan and a punishing jab of Remus's fingers against his prostate. Remus released his neck and swatted Sirius's thigh. Up. Lift. Sirius obeyed, oddly so compliant in Remus's arms where he ordinarily was quite contrary, lifting his leg. Remus's hand curled around his thigh and held it off the ground. Remus's fingers left his hold to Sirius's extreme dismay, but the warmth of his body was soon plastered to his back. Remus slotted his cock between Sirius's cheeks and thrust shallowly against them. Sirius thought he was teasing, and had a sharp demand on his tongue, when Don't got a condom. Fuck, Remus swore, and Sirius felt Remus take hold of his own cock, his knuckles brushing the sensitive skin of Sirius's arse as he stroked. Sirius's hind brain said who cares? Fuck it. Fuck. But he wasn't so lust-addled that reason couldn't cut in. What? He gasped. On the stop that. Remus grabbed Sirius by the hips and pushed him, and his arse, away from his dick. Just a sec. He sounded legitimately pained by having to leave, even for a moment, and Sirius certainly felt pained. Sirius took himself in hand and leaned forward into the cool tile, just slowly stroking himself to take the edge off. You're gonna be the death of me, you know. Remus growled after a few seconds, his arms around Sirius's waist. You and your goddamn ass. Jesus fucking Christ. Sirius heard the cap of the lube bottle followed by the sound of Remus slicking up his cock. Remus maneuvered him a little to the left and forward, and Sirius tried to help accommodate him, arching his back and trying to look as enticing as possible. And then he slipped on the very slippery oil lube on the shower floor. Remus, bless him, tried to break his fall but only succeeded in slowing them down to more of a crumple than a full-on face plant. Sirius took the brunt of it on his knees and swore roundly, though for quite another reason as Remus's bulk landed on top of him. Remus covered him very well, and his still hard dick was nestled against Sirius's arse. You were saying something about death? Sirius laughed even as he propped himself up on his elbows and pushed his arse against Remus. He'd worry about the bruises and potentially fractured kneecaps when he'd gotten his end away. You want to be fucked here on the floor? Remus asked, looping his arms under Sirius's and holding him close to his chest, straddling Sirius's thighs to keep his legs closed. Literally anywhere, Sirius groaned, forcefully banishing any and all thoughts of shower cleanliness out of his mind. It looked clean enough. No soap scum. No hair stuck to the tiles. Eh? His dick had been on and in worse. Remus leaned back and spread Sirius's cheeks apart with both hands, humming appreciatively. He toyed with his rim with his thumbs, pulling him open until Sirius started squirming and swearing, threatening him with blue balls if Remus didn't fuck him now. Remus gave him a firm smack on his arse that shut Sirius right up, moved back a bit, and slowly slid himself to the base inside of Sirius's body. It was a lot, even with only a day or two in between shags, and even with the prep. Remus just kept going, not stopping until he was flush against Sirius's arse. Oh god. Sirius croaked, arching his back, trying to open up as much as possible. But he was locked in place by Remus's knees bracketing him, and Remus was in complete control. Evan had liked this position a lot, Sirius remembered. But where Evan was brusque and cold with his upper hand, Remus was molten honey, his hot hands roving across Sirius's back, fingers digging into his hair and scratching his scalp in a way that had Sirius gasping for more. Can't believe I went two days without this, Remus said as he rode Sirius hard, his thrusts fluid and seemingly effortless in their mission to drag every sordid sound out of Sirius's body. Wanna stay the night? You're asking while your cock is in my ass? Sirius asked, laughing through a moan. It's sort of our default state. Remus stopped moving, pulled out, and draped himself back over Sirius's body, his arms caging Sirius in by the shoulders, his lips on his back, his neck, his ear, his jaw. Stay the night. Sirius, realizing he had enough room to wiggle over onto his back despite Remus's bulk, and oh, what a delicious drag of friction that was, turned to face Remus. He cupped his face in his hands, staring up at this gorgeous man who made him see stars, yes, but... who also made him feel as precious, as white-hot and vibrant as his namesake. I brought an overnight bag. Sirius felt rather than saw Remus's smile, his lips curling against his wet skin, his breath tickling him. So you mean I get to have you all to myself for at least the next twenty-four hours?
2: Well... You do have to share me with my friends
0: in about 90 minutes, if you can manage. I'll manage. Now, back to business. Remus grinned wolfishly down at him, pushed Sirius's thighs apart, and proceeded to fuck him into next week on the tile floor. That temporarily out of their systems, Sirius convinced Remus to let him handle the soaping and the shampooing, and predictably got very distracted by Remus's firm arse. Sirius smirked at the hitch in Remus's breath when Sirius stroked his hole with the pads of two fingers, pushing in a little and then out again. You were so fussed about it earlier, thought I'd give you a hand. Sirius murmured to Remus's grumbled protest about soap and a better activity for this behavior. Sirius managed to get them both washed and luxuriated in the cedar scent of Remus's shampoo, in the feel of his oversized towel wrapped around his body, in the unusual ease he felt standing in his bathroom. Naked and dripping water, for the first time. He didn't feel out of place, and the jitteriness he felt while waiting for Remus to finish rinsing off wasn't out of some outrageous anxiety about whether or not his partner would get bored of him and kick him to the curb. No. As Remus emerged from the steam fogged glass and took the towel Sirius offered him, the gentle look on his face was anything but bored. Come here. Remus wrapped his arms around Sirius's waist and kissed him sweetly, like he couldn't get enough of Sirius either. In between kisses, which grew steadily less sweet, Remus backed them out of the bathroom and back into the bedroom, his hands never drifting from Sirius's waist and hips. When they reached the bed, Remus loosened Sirius's towel and let it drop to the floor. That's better. No, Sirius said, spinning away to lay on Remus's bed stretched out and half-hard. Now it's better. Can't argue with you there. Remus cupped himself through his towel before dropping it and climbing into bed next to Sirius. Sirius budged over to give him room, but Remus's hand on his waist kept him from going too far. Remus smoothed his palm over Sirius's stomach and rubbed soothing little circles across his abs. Can't hardly believe you're in my bed. Feels like a dream. You feel like a dream. Look like one, two. Except I'd never be able to dream up someone as perfect as you. Sirius's heart clenched and then stumbled down a few flights of stairs before starting up a furious, frantic dance in his belly. You and your silver tongue. Remus chuckled and leaned in to lick Sirius's cheek, startling a burst of laughter out of him. You love my silver tongue. I do, I do. And your honeyed tongue, and your wicked tongue, and your... Sirius's next words were muffled by said tongue delving into his mouth as Remus kissed him. Slow and sure and easy, confidence mingled with an ounce of desperation that Sirius couldn't help but match, and something he'd really only felt when he was a stupid kid, snogging James in empty classrooms because he wanted to feel something, wanted to be something to someone. Back then, Sirius just wanted to matter. He fought nearly non-stop with his mother was told he was worthless and a disgrace and the ruin of the family, and he clung to James like a lifeboat. What had started off as perfectly normal tandem wanks in the dorms turned into experimental touches and then full-on shags, glued together whenever they got the chance. Even before that, James had always made him feel safe and loved, and Sirius knew he loved James from the very depths of his soul. He would always love James in a way that was uniquely their own. But that wasn't the love he needed as an adult. Sirius knew James wasn't his person, so to speak, and that was okay. They were no less close because of it, and it had only excited Sirius to think about just how amazing it would be with his actual person. James wasn't his person, but neither was Gilderoy or Caradoc or Bertram or Dirk or Theo or Gregory or, fuck Evan. None of them had been it for Sirius, and he was honestly starting to think that. Like his tumultuous career path, if it could even be called a path, he was destined to a dead end. Maybe James had been the closest thing he could get, and well, he was starting to be okay with that, honestly. James was never going to abandon him, and James had found a partner who would never try to make him abandon Sirius. James found a partner who was truly, truly, his equal. Lily was James's person. Sirius loved her for it. Sirius was getting comfortable with the idea of being adrift, a perpetual bachelor, but now, now, Remus unearthed something he'd started to bury, blew off all the dirt and smoothed over the cracks in his shell with calloused hands, his kisses like molten gold, reforging him into something beautiful. Kintsugi, Sirius exhaled when the swell of kisses ebbed. Understandably, Remus was confused and blinked down at him. When Sirius's wits returned, he grinned apologetically and shook his head. It's too cheesy. It's nothing. Oh hell nah, darling. I told you mine. You have to tell me yours. Remus's fingers dug lightly into Sirius's ribs, tickling him and dragging out breathy giggles until he agreed. Kintsugi.
2: It's the Japanese art of repairing broken items with gold or silver, and...
0: Sirius looked away torn between embarrassment for where this was leading, and his need for Remus to know he was serious.
2: And it treats damage and repair as part of history, not something to be forgotten, but celebrated. Remembered. It's our cracks that make us who we are, our past that bring us to the
0: present. Sirius took a breath and sided internally with his bravery. It's how you make me feel. Sirius. I know, I know.
2: We've literally known each other for less than a week. But... I really feel something when I'm with you.
0: Remus gathered Sirius in his arms and held him close. Sirius felt Remus's heart thundering and hoped it was a good thing. I do too, Remus said after what felt like minutes but was more than likely a couple of seconds. Kintsugi, he repeated, like he was tasting the word on his tongue. It looked like he had more to say, but he just smiled and kissed Sirius again. The lack of a rejection ignited Sirius's blood, and his physical reaction to it got a chuckle out of Remus, whose thigh Sirius was presently humping. Since I'm staying the night. Sirius worked his hand between their bodies and started to stroke himself, intentionally pulling outward so his knuckles brushed Remus's not soft cock.
2: I do want to top you. God, you have no idea how
0: badly. But, I want to take my time this time. Is that all right? The clock on Remus's nightstand told him that their shower and shag adventure had taken the better part of an hour, and their cuddle on the bed left their guaranteed alone time very slim. Is it alright that you lay me out and make me feel very good for more than twenty minutes? Yes. It's very alright. Brilliant. For now. Sirius shifted to take Remus's now hard cock in his hand alongside his own. Wanna fuck me again? Is that even a question? Remus laughed, already reaching for the nightstand drawer to grab a strip of condoms and a tube of lube. As long as you're good with a quickie. From you? Sirius situated himself on his back and pulled his knees to his chest while Remus got the condom sorted. Anything I can get. Remus pressed into him achingly slow, stopped halfway, pulled out, and did it again until they were fully connected. I'll give you everything. He said it like a promise, an oath, an unbreakable vow, and it tore off the last threads of Sirius's defensive walls like they were nothing. Sirius was fairly sure he'd never come close to crying during sex before. After, definitely, hello, crippling doubts of self-worth from a lifetime of being a disappointment. But never during. Not unless it was from his hair being pulled too hard or maybe because the sex was just so painfully dull and boring. But he found himself tearing up now, the tears hot and stinging his eyes. You okay, Remus whispered, his gold eyes wide and searching Sirius's face. He'd pulled out, leaving Sirius halfway to crying and now empty. Sirius swiped his arm across his eyes and nodded, trying to hook Remus around the hip with his foot to drag him back into his body. But Remus held firm, waiting, apparently, for his verbal okay. Yeah, yes, I'm okay. When Remus still didn't move, Sirius groaned and covered his face with his hands. Emotional weird happy tears, not sad hurt tears, he mumbled, supremely embarrassed. Still want? God, please. Yes. Sirius didn't need to confirm his interest a third time, thank God, and this time when Remus entered him, it felt like a sigh of relief, or finally letting go of a breath he'd been holding. It was fast and hard a little messy and a lot loud. Sirius was glad for their privacy in the house, because the sounds he was making were absolutely not appropriate for one's mother to overhear. It should have felt rushed, and the emotional whiplash should have put Sirius off for at least a few minutes, but it felt as tender and soul-reaching as a slow, luxurious fuck. Come here, come here, come here. Remus collected him in his arms and still buried in Sirius's arms got up onto his knees, pulled Sirius in his lap, and held him upright when every sane thought and breath left his body. Oh fuck. Sirius choked out as Remus's cock directly ground against his prostate. In this position, gravity, and Remus's strong, fucking phenomenal hands, kept Sirius there, made it so he couldn't adjust a single inch to back away from the intense, full body pleasure going through him. Remus, please, fuck. I touch me. Remus didn't tease, didn't toy with him, just took Sirius's dripping cock in his hand and started to stroke in counter-time to his upward thrust so Sirius didn't know if he was coming or going or... Oh shit, shit, shit. Sirius came with a shout, splashing them both with his release. Remus released his cock and gripped his hips in a bruising hold, looking awestruck, his eyes wide the amber iris nearly devoured by the inky blackness of his lust-blown pupils. Everything, Remus repeated, dipping his head to place open-mouthed, biting kisses on Sirius's neck. The overstimulation was a lot, but Sirius couldn't bear to let this moment fly past. Everything, Sirius agreed breathlessly. He reached behind himself to where they were joined and rose up into his knees. Remus continued to thrust. And Sirius made sure that Remus's dick wasn't ever untouched, keeping a tight fist around the shaft and stroking on each downswing. Come on, Remus, fill me up. He couldn't, of course, with the condom on. But if the idea alone interested Sirius, it absolutely wrecked Remus, whose thrusts faltered and stuttered as he came. Neither of them said a single word for several long seconds. Sirius didn't think there was anything to say that he couldn't feel between them already. Remus's heartbeat hammered at a full gallop under Sirius's hands, and as their breathing synced up, so did those heartbeats, an echo of the other, two horses down the track or in the field, sprinting towards the unknown, unafraid and free. Eventually, Remus's softening cock slipped from Sirius's arse, and Remus carefully guided them to lying flat on the bed. Another shower would do him a world of good, Sirius thought, tutting good-naturedly as Remus drew lazy circles in the pools of cum rapidly drying on Sirius's chest. His phone rang somewhere from the vicinity of the bathroom, and another look at the pesky clock told him it had to be his friend's. I'll get it. You stay and keep looking pretty and freshly fucked, Remus offered with a smile. He rolled to his feet with an ease that Sirius privately resolved to ruin later or at least try to, and disappeared through the bathroom door. He returned with Sirius's phone and a damp flannel and tenderly cleaned Sirius up while he checked his texts.
1: Where TF is this place, babe? Are we gonna die? You are taking us out to pasture. We're too young to die. STF you don't you fucking say it lil. Mm. We're nearly 30.
2: Mm.
1: Lily. Mm. Lillian. Exile. Mm.
2: Got your voicemail, but please don't stop on my account. Mm. This is just your complimentary 20-minute stop-boinking notice.
0: Mm.
2: Lil says I should have waited for a 5, but now I know you. Mm. You need 20. Wash your hands, brush your teeth No one likes
0: knob breath, smiling face K love you, see you soon, kissing face Sirius sighed and looked up at Remus They're nearly here He reached up and trailed his hand down Remus's cheek Wrapping one of his still damp curls around his index finger God,
2: we should I don't know Take a month and run away to Fiji or the Maldives or Bora Bora.
0: I need a solid, uninterrupted, block of time with you. Remus smiled, but it didn't quite reach his eyes. That's... well, it sounds nice. Great. Perfect. But... I can't just up and leave for a whole month, Sirius. His words hurt, but at least he sounded sad about it. Right. Sirius swallowed and lowered his hand. I'm sorry. Fuck, now he sounded guilty and heartbroken. That wasn't. That's not what Sirius wanted. Sirius sat up and grabbed Remus's hands in his, drawing their joined hands down into his lap. No. Don't be. Really.
2: It's not a normal thing to be able to do. I mean, my friends all had to pull some massive favors to be allowed the two weeks plus jet lag recovery off for this, and the hospital nearly shat kittens when their requests came through if Pete's to be believed. Sirius sighed. But that's not the point. I guess. I'm really, really not ready to go back to London. Not now. Not when I've finally met someone I. Not when I've met you.
0: Yeah. Remus's voice was gruff and he looked as miserable at the idea as Sirius did. He cleared his throat, gave his head a little shake, and kissed Sirius's fingertips. We have FaceTime. And I'm up early enough to still be in your time zone for a long while. Sirius tried to put on a brave
2: face. And I'm up late enough to still be in yours. And, like,
0: I don't do anything in England. I can visit. If you want. Remus looked conflicted. But Sirius took solace in the look of elation that crossed his face instead of the wary reservation that followed. I can't. That's not a cheap flight. Sirius took a deep breath best to make it clear and get this part over with. At least if Remus went running, Sirius's friends would be there soon and not a single one of them would begrudge him an immediate turnaround back to Vegas if he needed it. Right. So, about that. And you just spent all this money on James, which is admirable and a little crazy, not that I can throw stones or anything considering I went and... About that. Sirius tried again, tapping Remus's lips to stymie the rambling. Adorable though it was. I, um, well, I'm rich. Yeah, but it's still. Rich isn't the right word. Sirius grimaced and looked up at the ceiling.
2: Let's say, I'd have to throw an event like this stag party getaway every single month for over 50 years to even begin to feel the negative effects on my bank account.
0: Remus scoffed. Yeah, right. Sirius, please. I'm trying to be practical here, and you're. No. Really.
2: I'm fucking wealthy. Like, hand to God, Bible. Midas himself would be jealous. But you don't work? Right. Yes. Well. Generational wealth doesn't really need new income once it's established.
0: When Sirius stole a glance at Remus, he just sort of looked... lost. Sirius buried his face in his hands with another groan. I don't like to talk about it because people... Take advantage, Remus offered, his voice soft, vulnerable, small. Yeah. Sirius swept his hair away from his forehead. I don't think you will. Or would.
2: For the record, the level of wealth just makes people uncomfortable.
0: Remus wasn't running, so that was a good sign. I reckoned you had some money, all things considered, but... Wow. We can revisit this later.
2: If you want. I just need you to know that me making a twice-monthly trip to Nevada isn't
0: going to drain my coffers. Coffers? Ramus snorted, rolling his eyes. How old are you, Jesus Christ? And just like that, the weird tension was gone. Sirius's looming shadow of impending doom turned, looked around, and shuffled back into the far recesses of his mind until it was called upon again, and Sirius was at ease. That has to be another good sign, right? Remus hadn't done any of the typical money-hungry moves. Didn't press him for details or ask him to buy him something right away. Remus had his own money, and he really did seem the sort to not want handouts or any unnecessary help. Remus stood and stretched, drawing Sirius's attention to the long lines of his body and the gorgeous tattoos, which he just had to reach out and trace with his fingers down to the bull and wolf on his thigh. Remus's muscles jumped under his hands but he didn't move away. I wouldn't, you know. Take advantage, he said it quietly, like he was afraid of voicing it, of putting the very idea in Sirius's head. Sirius got up, too, and looped his arms around Remus's waist, pulling their bodies flush. For once, he didn't feel the hot zing of arousal, just a thick, emotional closeness. I believe you. I trust you. He tilted his face up for the kiss he knew was coming, and exhaled happily into Remus's mouth. There were still a lot of unknowns, but despite the uncertainty, Sirius wasn't worried. For once, maybe everything would work out.